Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Off Topic, the podcast where I dive into all sorts of topics that inspire self-improvement, self-development and knowledge sharing. I'm your host Vados and today I have something a little bit different for you. I love hearing from you, your comments, your feedback and all the suggestions that you've left for me in the previous episode truly made my day. And that's why I've decided to create this segment and call it On Topic. This segment is inspired by you. It will give me an opportunity for us to connect and it will allow me to address your comments, questions, thoughts from the previous episode. This is my chance to thank each and every one of you and basically say, hey, I hear you and I want to make sure that your voice is heard too. Without further ado, I'm going to read comments related to the previous episode. So the first comment I received was from a friend who has a little bit more knowledge on the field of philosophy. And he's asked me to look at something called Plato's Allegory of the Cave. So I did not have a clue what this was before it was mentioned to me. So I had to do a bit of reading to understand what it was. And I'm sure it might be news to some of you as well. So I'm going to quickly just recap what the allegory of the cave is and what Plato is trying to say in this allegory. So imagine there's a group of people who have lived their entire lives inside a dark cave and all they can face is a blank wall. They chained so they can't turn their heads and they can't get out of the cave. All they can see is shadows that are cast on the wall from a fire that's behind them. And these people believe that the shadows are the only reality because they've never seen anything else. They give names to the shadows, they create stories about the shadows, and they think that's all there is. Now, let's say one of the prisoners manages to break free from the chains and is venturing outside the cave. At first, he's blinded and overwhelmed because he's never experienced sunlight or the world outside of the cave. However, over time, he begins to adjust and he starts seeing actual objects. He starts to understand that the objects were the things that were actually casting the shadows in the cave. He sees the trees, he sees the animals, the beautiful colors of the outside world. And this person finally realizes that the shadows were just a poor imitation of reality. Upon understanding this, he then goes back to the cave, excited to share this newfound knowledge with his fellow prisoners. But when he returns to the cave, it's dark and he struggles to adjust. He starts to tell his fellow prisoners about the world that he's just seen. The prisoners do not understand what he's talking about and they think that he's gone crazy. The person who escaped basically realizes that it's challenging to convey truth to people who are still trapped. The prisoners are comfortable with the familiarity of the darkness of the cave and they resist accepting any other reality that is presented to them. They might even ridicule or reject the one who's trying to enlighten them. So... Plato's Allegory of the Cave teaches us that we often live in a world of limited perspectives, like the cave dwellers. We might believe that our understanding of reality is complete, but there could be a whole new level of truth to things and a whole large amount of knowledge beyond what we currently know. So in essence, Plato here is trying to 
urge us to question our assumptions, to break free from the chains of ignorance, to explore new ideas and perspectives. This reminds us that growth and enlightenment comes from seeking the truth and being open to expanding our understanding of the world. All these amazing people that we look up to now, like Plato and all these amazing philosophers and all these knowledge sharers, we have to remember that back in the day, these people were ridiculed, they were rejected by society. Let's take Socrates, for example. Socrates was sentenced to death by the Athenian government for basically disrupting the social order because the things that he was portraying, the things that he was teaching, were being rejected by society. And we see this today. We see a lot of knowledge sharing going on and people just reject it because they don't want to open their mind to anything beyond the conclusions that they've already made about reality. So thank you to the person that shared this with me. I really enjoyed looking into it. It was, it was very interesting. I had no idea about the allegory of the cave and it was a really, really nice read. So thank you very much. So the second comment says, Stoicism and the law of detachment has saved me from so much suffering. I love this comment. I can relate to this so much. Stoicism is something that I've stumbled across recently. I've actually had friends that tried to teach me about Stoicism a few years ago, and I just couldn't get into it for some reason. Uh, I had a friend who gave me a book called Letters of a Stoic, and I ended up reading like the first two pages and then just never finishing it because I just didn't understand it. And funnily enough, my first episode to this podcast was actually inspired by Stoicism. It's a really cool concept, and I encourage each and every one of you to look into it. There's so much content out there that you can look into. So the second part of this comment mentioned the law of detachment, detaching yourself from expectations, something that comes naturally to us humans. We all have expectations of things and people and life in general, and that comes naturally. But we need to remember that having expectations will often lead to disappointment. I mean, look at your life right now. Is it are you living life the way you expected you would be living life when you were, say, 12 years old? I feel like we all grew up expecting to lead a certain life and now none of us are doing what we expected to do when we were 12. And the main reason for that is because when we were 12 years old, for example, we had very little knowledge of the world. I think that it's so important to remind ourselves expectations will often lead to disappointment. Of course, it's important to have some expectations, it's important to have some standards. It's important to have a goal to go towards. But if you're often attaching yourself to a certain outcome, you're not leaving any room for anything else to happen. Someone once told me that I should learn to be comfortable in the unknown. That was something crazy to me because I hated the unknown. Being able to just be comfortable in the unknown was a massive life changer for me and it allowed me to let go of some things and let go of these expectations I had of both myself and others and in doing so I found freedom from the emotional suffering that came with having expectations. So thank you to the person who left me that comment. The next comment reads, how do you feel about discussing your change in perception in life? I feel like my previous episode kind of captivated this. My mindset currently 
is very reflective of that episode actually and I didn't have that mindset until about I'd say a few months ago or maybe last year this was something I had to really learn and life taught me that I'll, I will be honest it's not something that I came by randomly because I wanted to something that I had to learn through certain things that happened to me in my life Someone's actually left a comment where they're sharing their personal experience on how perception changed to their life. So to answer this question, I'm actually going to read out this person's comment. Thank you to this person who has left this for giving me permission to share this with everyone else. I hope that others can relate and learn something from it the same way that I did. So the comment starts off with, last year I was not in a good mental state. As a joke, I said, I'm going to start being happy. I'm not going to indulge in sad music or sad movies anymore or anything that will make me feel bad. I'm only going to do things that I enjoy. I've never felt happier in my life. Since then, I have such a good mentality. It is down to you what you let in and what you block out cannot get in. First of all, I'll, I'll pause that there and say that that is incredible. And I think that a lot of us undermine the power that we hold over ourselves. We need to rewrite the narrative of who's actually in control of our lives and actually feel that control that we have over ourselves. I like the last sentence here that was mentioned. It is down to you what you let in and what you block out cannot get in. 100%. I, there's nothing that I need to say to that because it speaks for itself. So I'm going to continue the comment. It says, there's a misconception that if you choose to be happy, you will be fine. But you have to put the effort in. It's a consistent, difficult thing. The start in particular is difficult. But once you build up the habit, it becomes easier. I can listen to sad music now and enjoy it because I've learned to enjoy the sound. And I like what I'm hearing, not because I'm sad and I can relate. I'm so glad that the point is raised here that it isn't easy. It's not just a matter of choosing happiness. You don't just wake up one day and say, oh, today I'm going to be happy because life throws things at you all the time. So what happens when life throws things at you? You have to persevere. You have to choose to react differently. And consistency and effort is a choice. It's, it's a choice that you have to make. And doing this is like building a skill. It's like learning a new skill. For example, if you want to learn a new language, you have to keep practicing. The brain is so plastic and you have to make sure that you're using its plasticity. You can't just learn a language overnight because you choose to learn a language. You have to put effort in, you have to keep doing the lessons, you have to keep speaking to people who are a bit more fluent than you are so they can correct your grammar. And this is exactly the same. There's a few studies that actually show the effects of consistent effort over time show consistent high levels of success. And this is found in academia. This is found in sports. And I'm sure the same can be applied here. So continuing with the comment, this person says, one thing that has really helped me with my happiness is appreciating the little things like saying it's such a good day or commenting on how good the food is. This has had a massive impact on my life. Taking a moment with your friends is important. Doing a brain screenshot, for example, just kind of looking around for a second, 
and taking a deep breath and appreciating everything and then breathing out and letting that little moment sink in. Okay, I love this idea of taking a brain screenshot. It is so wholesome, especially when we live in a world that's so driven by social media where people want to capture for the gram. Of course, there's no issues in that. But how often do you capture for the gram rather than for the moment? The ratio can tell you a lot about your priority and can even be a diagnostic value of where you need to start, of where you need to prioritise. That's all I have for today. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for your comments and for joining me. Remember to always embrace the joy of being a little off topic.